Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, angels, welcome to episode 102, 103, 103, sorry, (laughs) I screwed up already. Um, (laughs) It's all good. I mean, well, in in your defense, (laughs) like we've we've been recording, we haven't been recording, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yes, this is this, this should signify the return to a normal schedule of posting a normal schedule of recording. So it's going to, it's a good thing. And we will be kind of back on track doing our thing. Yes. Yes. Um, How is the fall equinox been for all of you? What has happened? Have you, it was in, of course it's the, it's the Libra change to Libra season. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, which is Vanessa's season. Um, but you know, the equinox is about equal. It's about the balance between the dark and the light. It's, it's, you know, how are you working through that? Are you able to see the light through your darkness? And are you able to access your darkness with compassion and empathy and bring it to the light so that you can heal it? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into celebrating it, experiencing it. So just kind of, you know, wanted to query all you angels out there. How have you been faring and what have you been experiencing let us know um drop us a line on facebook and uh or comment and or reach out to us if you need us you know we do help you in times like that yeah Um, we're happy to yes (laughs) so vanessa what are we going to talk about today well so it's kind of, and it's funny because like we're, we're, we're diving, we're diving right back in y'all. Like you, you, we are not editing. We are not doing things over. We're just diving back in and letting our magic return, right? Like, I feel like, you know, getting back into our regularly scheduled programming and recording and everything like that. It's like, it's like anything. There's a, a learning curve of who am I today, which happens weekly. <laughs> so <laughs> this is kind of like, Ooh, there was a big break. Who am I today for real? <laughs> How do we do this thing? Is this thing on? So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to bring some normalcy into, into the picture. And, and I have noticed that, um, you know, people have been like excited when we post episodes because it, because that break really did, you know, kind of, I don't want to say like, leave them hanging, but it really did be like, whoa, we're used to this every week. (laughs) We need our dose too. So it feels good. It feels good to be back. But, um, you know, I think that the topic that came up today, it came up like kind of in my brain. um, And it's really coming out of the last few months, I know, especially for me. And I feel like when we, when we've connected, we've both kind of been in that space. That was part of the break that we took um, with recording is, um, you know, some self-discovery and, and digging into ourselves, but doing it with like love and instead of with shame and with blame and, and all that kind of stuff that can come with self-discovery so that we can like, you know, move it forward. You know, when you talk about that light and that dark, like when that shadow comes in, I think a lot of us are, you know, that, that shame comes in right away. And that like, oh my God, you know, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to see that. I don't even want to see it. It feels so awful, but it's, there's so much information in there that when we learn to do that without shame, and when we learn to do that without being, you know, just focused on blame can be like, so super healing. (laughs) And that's what I've, I mean, I know for sure that that's what I've been going through in the last few months of, um, you know, my, my most recent transition and it's tricky. It's really hard. You know, like when I have my clients that are digging into like why they're the way that they are, man, can that be really negative, you know, and I'll sit there and there are some sessions that are really exhausting because it's like, you know, like every two seconds, we're like, how do we phrase that differently? How do we phrase that differently? How do we phrase that differently? Right. Because it's just, I never do this and I didn't do that. And oh my God, I can't believe I did this. And why haven't I learned my lesson? And just all this really negative stuff that comes up 
sometimes if we're not intentionally seeing it as growth, if we're not intentionally seeing it as information that's meant to make us go forward, not to jump in a hole and bury ourselves. <laughs> well, and I think when you're on a path of self-discovery, the, our initial, because we've always been taught to lament about what's wrong with us, to be apologetic for our flaws and the things that we do wrong. And I think that as we do self-discover, we don't realize that we don't really have to apologize to anybody. It's not self-discovery is about being able to examine tendencies, personality traits, habits, the things about us, learned behavior, mm-hmm. that the narratives in our head, that all the things about us that create the life that we're currently living. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't, we don't feel aligned with our current life and the way that we live it. We want to self-discover. We want to see how can we change that to create. I think at the base of everything, it's about recreating our lives the way we want them to be or finding peace or finding happiness. And that has to do with recreating our lives and how we experience the world, experience ourselves. And when you go in with a sense of needing to shame and blame ourselves for doing that, there's a level of kind of re-imprinting more energetic layers of trauma in, in, in the way of finding, you know, cause you can lament forever. You could, you know, six years down the road, you look at, Oh my gosh, I can't believe when I was in self-discovery, I did that to myself. And I did that to myself. It's just the cycle. It's Mm -hmm. perpetuating that cycle that you're in. And if there's one thing that, you know, that we've all learned in self-discovery, if we you're even in it, is doing the same thing and expecting different results is not really logical. <laughs> the definition of insanity, right? Like yeah. that's the that's the famous quote. <laughs> it's we have to, we have to. I I don't like. Yeah, I'm trying to use the word we less. Um, there has to be a point where compassion, acceptance, even if you can't reach compassion, because Mm -hmm. compassion and love is a very like huge thing. And Mm -hmm. most people don't feel it's obtainable and they don't, especially when it comes towards the self, they're like, what? Like me. Uh, And so we start with a little bit of neutrality, that neutral observer, that that's why it's so important to learn. That's why it was like one of the first three episodes we ever did was neutral observer because it is almost imperative to be neutral. Like if you can achieve, achieve neutrality, you are on your way to be able to touch with compassion, with Mm -hmm. love. Like it's, it's a very important tool to step back and go, Oh, that's interesting. And just kind of observe it and say, Oh, I see how, because my mom used to say this to me, I have started doing this to myself, or I have started to create this in my life. It's, it's, it's stepping back at say a a chalkboard and looking at the parallels, like Mm -hmm. as if you're looking at a graph and you see the parallels where, oh, my mom used to treat me and not listen to me. Oh, I don't really listen to my intuitive self. And I'm, I'm, I kind of look to others to give me answers and you see the parallels. That's what self-discovery is, is Oh, that's, that's, there's the root. Oh, I get it now. It's not about blaming, even blaming your parents either. It's just about that, that neutrality and seeing what is there and understanding that, okay, what is the next step to healing it? That's when you can find that forward motion. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and as you were talking, I was reminded of a conversation that I had with someone recently about um shame and like we all know the shame doctor is Brene Brown <laughs> like she is my shame goddess like whenever I feel myself slipping into that I'm like you just need to get your little dose of Brene so that she can bring you right back to the like it is all good like we don't need to be there like but but we have lots of information when we get there you know um but this person said like something to the, along the lines of well, nobody will ever do anything if they don't feel shame. Some things need to be shamed. And I was like, 
and right now I even got like the, you know, just the, the, the feeling running through me, the, the, like, it's not the same as like spirit bumps. It's kind of like a negative feeling of just, ouch, like that doesn't align with my energy anymore. I don't want it here. Like I need that to run through. And it's like, yeah, I used to believe that too. Right. Like that was part of the thing is like, well, if you don't feel shame, then you're not sorry. And if you're not sorry, you won't change. And keeping that going creates just negativity everywhere. Right. Like, cause shame, we don't like to feel shame. So shame will turn into blame because we don't want to feel it. We want other people in that pit of misery too. So like, I feel shame, but I'm going to blame you because you taught me this, that makes me feel shame. And it, it like, you know, compounds and compounds. And in that conversation, I remember trying to steer it because it wasn't like a person who was asking me, like, how do you feel about this? But I was like, I don't want to, I don't want you to group me in here. I don't want you to think I think like you do because like, I'm done with this. (laughs) And, you know, I was kind of just saying, well, in a way we can't avoid it because it's an emotion and we'll, it will feel it anyway. Right. Like, because we understand that when we, when we've done something to somebody, we energetically feel it. And, and part of that is the shame, right? Like sometimes we act out of character and automatically shame will come in to just kind of be like, oh, that could have been done better. Yeah. But it's not that deep guilt ridden self-flagellation or, you know, whipping of others that we think of as shame. And I was like, yeah, you know, I do get a little bit of what you're saying, you know, and tried to bridge that gap and say, I get it. Right. Because it, I know that that happens to me and I do learn from it, but I take it as information rather than a tool that is necessary. And that's where it was like, Ooh, like it's not necessary. That's not the necessary part of it. The necessary part of it is the neutrality because without the neutrality, I won't see all sides. And when I see all sides, I get it. I can't get it if I don't see all sides. Right. That's what I think like with, with self-discovery is so difficult. It happens to me too. We were just our, our pre-gaming talking about how, you know, I, I I'm like, I'm in this cycle again. How did I get here? that's that's there's some shame in there like I don't like talking about it I don't like saying that I've repeated a cycle that I was supposed to know better about but it's not deep horrible now I have to hide and I don't need to tell anybody about it and it's so awful and and now I'm gonna go ahead and I need to find some reason that I can blame it on right it's no it's like no I'm just gonna sit in this and I'm gonna bring myself to neutral and say you do need the information you do need to know where you got it from you do need to know the root of that but it's just information it's curiosity I actually this morning I posted on my stories which this will come out a million years later and you won't see it but um, I had posted on my stories that I am going to apply to do a TEDx talk and I'm just gonna do it if I don't get chosen, it's totally fine. It'll be information, but it felt like something that had to be done. And my topic felt like it needed to be curiosity versus confrontation and how we can literally save ourselves with curiosity. And this is part of that, that self-discovery. If we can do curiosity the right way, where we're literally just looking for information, we, we get so much more out of it. It's yeah. so much easier of a practice, but it's really hard to do. It is. It's. And, you know, when, when you talk about shame, I think about all of the, I, I immediately go to men and boys and males, um, who have been shamed for having emotions, shamed for feeling and how that's created such a, oh, I don't know what the word is, but a, a crux for them. To like it's it's such a cross for them to carry because mm-hmm. creating emotions is how we create personal connections with people, mm-hmm. and if we've had been emotionally suppressing men, they have a hard time emotionally connecting with their partner, their spouses, their children, mm-hmm. and then and and they don't know why their life isn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. They don't know why they're going and searching for that next thing that hits the dopamine high that, that makes them feel good because they don't know how to create feel good emotions within their current life. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not to mean that it's drugs. It could be, but it also could mean like affairs and it could mean like, 
you know, a tendency to want to drink all the time and, you know, be at the bar with, you know, the boys. And it's because there's no emotional connection. And and it's because we've shamed them out of having an emotion. Yeah. And that makes me sad. And it also makes me sad to those people that, you know, like for those of us who are, you know, large people, like being fat shamed is the worst thing in the world, the worst. And especially when it's done by medical providers, like shame is not a motivator. It can never be a motivator. It's like back when I, I don't know if you remember angels back in the beginning, when I used to scream at the top of my lungs that if you want to get healthy and if you want to feel and look better within your body that you can't do it with anger that you're the size that you are you Mm -hmm. have to do it from love and acceptance because anger is not sustainable right if your body's changing and it's doing what you're asking it to do because you're putting all the pieces in place it's great but what happens to that anger when you're starting to change Mm -hmm. it's either going to go one of two ways it's going to dissipate because you're not you're not in the same place. So where's your motivating factor to continue your journey? Or it's going to go like rogue and it's going to become an obsession and it's going to become unhealthy because you're going to be like that obsessive gym person, the obsessive dieter, the one that's willing to take the pills, you know, to, to, to lose the weight and to, you know, then it becomes more, instead of like an eating disorder, it becomes a a different type of disorder. And it's like we have to the reason people see acceptance as complacency is because acceptance comes with the sense of if I never change I still accept myself it's out of love and when you want to make changes and this is kind of part of what I'm struggling with right now is you know everything the factor of everything else I've come to an acceptance and I'm not feeling shame about myself and my self-discovery around my body and around what I do. But there's part of me that I don't have the motivation so much to exercise, to get up and exercise. I, I, I don't, I'm struggling with finding that motivation like I used to. Whereas I know from the past, if I were to get up and, and do exercise at least once or twice a week, then the dopamine that gets me up to want to do those things, the motivational will help me continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may be off the rails with this one, but that's more of a learning how to work within myself yeah. and learning myself and being on a self-discovery of why I don't have want to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be a more organic way of me solving the issues, the health issues that I want to solve rather than shaming, using shame as the motivator, I'm going to go fucking eat the piece of cake in the candy bar because you're shaming me, not because of anything else. It's because I feel horrible. Like, you're right. I'm awful. I'm ugly. I'm not worthy. It brings back those feelings. That shame brings back all those feelings that I've lived my whole life through. I don't see where shame has been a motivator for me. (laughs) You know? So in a sense, it's like, yeah, Okay, but no. (laughs) Well, and what's what's amazing about this is that the person who told me this was a man. (laughs) So so intuitively picked up on that, but (laughs) it was a man. And like I said, I was like, I get where you're coming from because I know where, like, I know where you got that from. You know, like it was like, absolutely, you feel like that has motivated you. But the relief of the shame is really what was motivating you. The desire to not have to face that again is really what motivated you. You know, like the, the, the maybe people pleasing or the, you know, maybe it was an eye opener because somebody did that. And now you're attributing that to the shame that you felt, but it really was the information you received, you know, and the shame was just the the byproduct of the information that you received, you know, and like, 
it, it men especially absolutely there's shame around not being able to solve a problem there's shame around not being able to you know financially provide something that you are supposed to provide there's there's tons and tons of shame around there but and that that's why they believe that that's their motivating factor because they haven't been taught to see it as simply an emotion that tells you something like most things like hey if i feel ashamed why right like i don't need to like say that this is the reason that I'm going to do the work because it's not this is the precursor this is the information that tells me like I'm feeling shame why like I need to get curious now because I do want to get out of that emotion I do not want to feel it right so when we talk when when I talk when I have that conversation with people I'm like do not say that shame is your motivator shame is the the thing that gave you the hint right like it was the like Hey man, this sucks. You feel like you're supposed to be doing something else or you feel like you shouldn't have done it that way. Let that, let that just exist. Like every other emotion, like it's real. It happened. You can't avoid that. It happens. However, the next thing that you're doing is the next inspired action is not about the shame because you're not trying to create more of it. You're not trying to say like, Hey, thank you. You're trying to avoid it for the future. So it's, you're not trying to create more because that's how you learn. What you're trying to create more of is feeling good and feeling like you're making good decisions and feeling like you're respecting people or whatever it is that, that made that shame come in. But dang, we still in this society have a real problem with it because we do believe, well, if I tell you something, if I give you information that makes you feel shameful, then that triggers the chain of events like the chain of chain of events that I just told you about. That's what people believe that that shame does. Yep. And it's sad. It's sad because then we do it to ourselves, right? Like aside from what happens to us, we do it to ourselves. And then we, it takes a hell of a lot longer to climb out of the hole because shame to me, shame is, is like, I'm already in the hole, <laughs> right? Like if the shame came, it's because I was already in the hole. Right. So now the shame is just, throwing some dirt on myself to make it really hard to get out of this hole. Right. Because I feel like I should cover up. I should cover up all of this because it's really ugly and nobody can see me shoveling the dirt on myself in the video that I'm doing right now, but I am. Yeah. With the pen, just shuffling dirt on myself, you know, and once you start to see it as not that, you know, like, or see it as that. So you're like, Oh, well, I don't want to do that. Right. Like that's, that definitely sounds counterproductive. Okay. Then you learn how to appreciate the information that your shame gives you, but not hold on to it as your Bible. Like shame is not your Bible. It's just one of the many, many, many emotions that we feel. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who shame, I feel that it gives them In some ways, I feel in some cases, it gives them a sense of superiority. And I also feel like it's that, you know, wounded people wound other people. It's Mm -hmm. they've been shamed. If someone shamed you, chances are they've been shamed somewhere chronically. Mm -hmm. it's It's the only thing they know how to do. It's like my mother you know, constantly saying to me, I would be pretty if I lost weight. It's the only narrative she knew to give me to encourage me to be healthy, horribly damaging, horribly like horrible. But at the same time, I'm sure there were people in her life that did the same to her. Like, because she learned how to use it because someone used it for her, like used shame in order to shame her. So it's, it's like a learned behavior. And so when you're shaming your children, you know, think about how that person's going to react in as an adult to situations like this. And do you want them to go shame another person or would you like them to be able to see the beauty or see the, and have understanding of the situation from all sides, you know? Do you want your child to be equitable or do you want your child to just be shaming? You know, Mm -hmm. so how we treat our children matters. Yeah. And it's always an outward expression of ourselves, right? Like when when we do that and, you know, I will say like, as a parent, it's a struggle sometimes because I do, 
when my child is not nice to somebody, yeah. I do want her to feel like that's not the right thing to do. Right. Like I do want her to be like, whoops, like I feel bad that I did that. And that's, that's shame, right? Like that's shame, that's guilt. You know, those are normal emotions, right? Like trying to, to say that, that, that we're going to feel them and that, that the appropriateness of transgressions that are harmful and feeling like, Ooh, I don't want to do that. It's totally fine. But that outward expression of, of putting things on people that are inconsequential to me is where we get most of that shame from, right? Like I, I, I'm going to say it. If I walk up and punch the bunny in the face, I should definitely feel ashamed of myself. And I really, I will hold on to that. Like for a moment, right? I should, I should, cause I'll learn in that moment. I don't like how that felt. I don't want to treat people that way. Right. But my next step will be, okay. I felt that one. I felt the shame of what I just did, but I'm beyond that now because now I want to know why I did it because that's the true problem. The shame yeah. is the byproduct of the problem that I, that I have that made me do that. And that's that, that line that we tow. And some of us who are doing it intentionally, right? Like I'm intentionally understanding that I'm walking that line with my daughter of making her feel ashamed of being who she is or making her feel ashamed of wrongdoing, right? To the point, right? To the point that she will not do it. Yeah. It's so difficult, right? Because you're like, I want you to be yourself. And if yourself is strong, okay. But I also really don't want you to like, just tell everybody what to do. (laughs) It's really not kind, (laughs) right? Like when you're playing with your friends, they should absolutely have a say, (laughs) right? Like I want you to feel like that's not right. (laughs) Whoa, you know, tricky. And And that's where I'm like, that's where the blame comes in, right? Like of being like, well, everybody, not everybody's going to do this perfectly. And so I don't need to go blaming my parents for saying, well, they didn't teach me the right way. Like, this is really hard. (laughs) It's not easy. And I think too, is that it's like when, like you said, and I love how you just explained that Vanessa, because it's because you can't, it's hard to teach a child right or wrong. If a child isn't ashamed in some way, like there's no emotion attached to it. You can't teach saying to a child, like that is right. And this is wrong and, or this is, this is the right way to conduct yourself. This is the wrong way to conduct yourself. You know, how can you teach them that without attaching to some sort of emotion? Because children learn from emotion, not from their parents telling them what to do. Cause chances are, you know, right. especially when they're in the formable ages, they're doing probably as much as they can not to do what their parents say. Yes. So <laughs> self-discovery in a completely different way (laughs) (laughs) how far is mom's boundaries pushed you know (laughs) so um yeah and I see that it's difficult because it's difficult to teach that type of um that type of like right or wrong or morality I guess is is, empathy yeah it's hard it's hard to do that without some sort of emotion from doing something wrong Right. And shame is there like every other emotion, right? Like when somebody feels anger and, and, and it comes out a certain way, I'm kind of like, we're not mad at the anger. We're not thrilled about the behavior that came from the anger. We're not mad at the anger because it's an emotion and we don't, we can't avoid emotions and all, every single emotion that we feel has a reason, has a purpose that includes shame, right? Like we cannot eradicate shame just the same way that we can't eradicate anger because it exists. It exists for a reason, but it's like, the, the emphasis that we put on these emotions and feeling them or not feeling them is where we all get in trouble, including happiness, right? Like when we put the emphasis on happiness all the time, we're doing ourselves a disservice because it's not, it's not going to happen that way. And it will create, it'll create the opposite of that, which is not the goal. So yeah, I mean, it's really, really, really difficult. And I think that when we, when we don't have these conversations and we don't validate certain things people get lost you know and that's where like a couple episodes ago if y'all didn't listen to the internet psychology thing that to me is part of it 
of like, you can't just only listen to somebody saying don't do because you're going to do, you're going to feel shame, but we're not going to pass shame to other people because we need to understand that that's not our job, but we're also going to accept it as a normal emotion that simply is giving information. It is not a motivator. It is not the only way to get that information, but it is one way. And then when it shows up, we just can see it that way. What is this trying to tell me? Some shame that we have will be completely unfounded, (laughs) right? Like some shame that we have, we will go in there and go, ah, I don't want, I don't think that shame is what is appropriate for me to feel here. I, yeah, I learned something that made me feel shameful about something that's not true. That's not something that truly shame belongs with, right? Yeah, because it's like being shamed by your doctor. Yeah, It's like, you know, um, are you shaming me for eating a Twinkie at the age of seven? It's like, what are you shaming me for? For having emotions and having difficulty regulating, you know, like what is the shame for? It's like, I don't, I don't need to be shamed because I'm the way I appear in life. Like, yeah. Because that's not even the goal, right? Like, so even with the doctors, doctors in their bedside manner, like, where did it go? (laughs) Where did it go? I mean, there literally was a bedside manner at one point where the doctor came to your bedside and gave you care. (laughs) That doesn't, you know, it doesn't quite exist today. When a doctor is saying, don't eat a Twinkie, it's, it's coming across as, as shame, as the motivator, right? Rather than the motivator that I would love to believe that they're trying to get at of, man, that's garbage. And it's going to wreak havoc and make your life harder and mine, because I'm going to be combating as I try to keep you healthy. I'm going to be combating things that are 100% trying to make you unhealthy, right? That those conversations are so different, right? Because it comes at it with care. It comes at it with saying like, you can still make that choice. You always have that choice but the understanding of what that choice means is where my fear comes from. Yeah. Well, and you know, and it's also, I I know I'm hung up on doctors because I, I experience this so much, but you know, when the the resolution to your symptoms and the issues that you're having in life is all about losing weight. Yeah. That's the solution. That's their only solution to everything when it comes to, you know, you'd feel better if you lost weight. Yeah. You'd feel better if you stop telling me that my weight is my only issue you know it's like I look at how lucky I've been in the past with doctors and them seeing my issue and my illness for what it was and not because I was overweight like Mm -hmm. when I had joint pain and I couldn't relieve it I mean I wasn't over I wasn't like as heavy as I am now but I wasn't skinny by any means and my doctor could have said oh you're just overweight but thankfully they ran blood tests because they were curious and found that no, it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the fact that your body is, you know, not doing well, you know, in, in other areas. So it's, yeah. It's root cause finding. It's so right? hard to, you know, differentiate sometimes between the intentional shame usage because of their own wounding, sorry, or them caring, you know, there is, yeah. Well, in either way, it's, it's how, I don't think it's appropriate in some avenues in some places. And yeah, well, and it a hundred percent depends on our experience. Yeah. Right. Like I've, you know, like I've said to every client that I have into myself, like if it hurts your feelings, there's something in there. There's a belief system that was already in place. Like they did not just install that in you. There was a belief system in your, in place that, 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 that hit upon that, that compounded in that moment. Right. So if I had never been shamed ever for my weight and somebody said, Ooh, actually I a hundred, this, this actually happened. I have never been really shamed for my weight. Um, but when I got pregnant, I, of course I got worried, right? I had, I was in the best shape of my life and then I got pregnant <laughs> and I worked so damn hard because I, and I felt great. And like, I, I felt like I looked great and I was like, this is the healthiest I've ever been in my life. And it's not a surprise that that's the only time in my life that I got pregnant, but whatever, 
like <laughs> there's a reason you got pregnant there there's right. your answer <laughs> exactly like which is tr- truly incredibly helpful in my fertility coaching but um of course it came in of like oh i better make sure i don't go overboard because you know how much harder it's going to be to get this back after pregnancy right and i went in i think it was my three month or four month, I went in and I had my little smoothie in my hand and I got on the scale and they said, whoa. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, first of all, they had never said anything like that. And like, I was pregnant. So like, I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'm growing a baby. And she, the nurse looked at my smoothie and said, been having a lot of those, haven't you? And I was like, I mean, I was dumbfounded because I've never been shamed before. Like, I didn't get it. Like, I was like, yeah, like, and she started quizzing me about what was in them. And I was like, like, I have spinach. And I mean, it's a good smoothie. Like, There wasn't like a ton of I wasn't like throwing a bunch of sugar in there and everything. I mean, it was a very healthy smoothie. It just happened to look like delicious. Like I made sure it looked delicious and it tasted delicious, but it was very healthy. And she was like, well, you put on a lot of weight quickly. And I still was kind of like, is that not normal? Like, I'm, I mean, I was kind of like, okay, even though I had that thought process at the beginning of my pregnancy, it still didn't hit because I've, n- I've not been in that place before. Yeah. And that's that difference, right? It didn't hit me the same way. It didn't feel like shame right away because I didn't get it. Like I, it, it didn't hit on any trauma it created trauma but it didn't hit on any trauma because I felt the words I felt that I was like this is sounds like you're telling me I'm not supposed to be this way right like uh, and you're the expert so you know like you're giving me information right here turned into trauma I mean I didn't I didn't hold on to it for very long because I immediately went to my little pregnancy group and was like what the hell is this you know and they were like listen you're everybody usually has like a big game during the pregnancy it's at different times you're probably fine you look fine you've been eating well it's going to be fine and she was right the whole rest of my pregnancy I did not gain very much it was like I got this big chunk of gain I was very healthy yeah like I was very healthy I, I yeah like totally fine I bounced back pretty well after you know after and and it but to me it felt like like when we're talking about this, like because of my experience, I didn't get hit the same way as somebody who had the experience of constantly being shamed for their weight, right? And so that our experience totally comes into it to to play. And that's part of that self-discovery, right? Like when I feel shame, I've got to go inward and be like, where in the hell is this coming from? Because (laughs) I don't want it. (laughs) I want to be immune. To when those people say those things to me and I can't be immune if I don't heal that wound it yeah. will just continue to be a way to just reopen reopen because I'm slapping band-aids on it <laughs> well and you know and it's it's and I think too is that can also depend on your emotional state like where you're at in your own journey mm-hmm. like for me the situations like I've been have had fortunate to have doctors who are very cognizant of the fact that I am aware that if I weighed less, I'd feel better. Um, but they're also cognitively aware that um, the amount of pain, joint pain that I have been in, in the past prevented me from exercising, prevented me from even thinking about exercising stairs, whole nother thing. That was my exercise, you know? Yeah. And so there's been an understanding of, I do it where I can and I try where I can. And then I get into new providers and it's a whole nother like gambit of how, of fielding some of that, some of that shame. And I handle it by the way of, I go in and I, and I say to them, I said, your answer to me is going to always be losing weight. Mm -hmm. I get it. It would Mm -hmm. help me. And I agree it would help. However, telling me that I need to is not an earth shattering it's not what I'm paying you to do to me. I'm paying you to help me find, you know, what is wrong. Like I'm vitamin D inefficient because I'm not creating vitamin D. Well, vitamin D is really important for bone health, you know? And, you know, and so there's a whole bunch of other different things that are contributing to my issues 
that you can help me with while I help myself with other areas. So I don't know, shame, emotions. It's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag. Let's just say it is. And that's why the, that's why this stuff is so hard. And that's why I feel like we have like an entire society of people kind of just running around lost because it is, it can be so individual. Like we we just literally are talking about the same thing coming out completely different. And we're right. two, we're just two people, right? Like it's so individual and it's so like, it's it, every single person has to be able to sit down and do this work truly, I believe in order to have that healing, because you can't be compared to other people and just follow that path and think it's going to be okay. Right. Like if you feel like you're out of shape and you want to be in shape, you can't always follow somebody else's, you know, 100% because your body does something differently. If they eat eggs and you're allergic to eggs, well, now you're, you know, all of a sudden you can't achieve their results. Right. Like, no, (laughs) you know, but you have to know yourself and you have to find that individual thing and you have to find the root causes and it's all information. You know, I wish doctors were more interested in root cause. I really wish so that when you could go in there and they say you should lose weight and you go, yeah, no, trying to figure out what's going on with my body so that I can feel good enough so that that it'll just happen. Right. Like, because we know that when we put on weight, it's like, there's so many reasons why that are going on with our bodies, with our emotions, whatever, whatever. If you become my partner as my doctor, we'll conquer whatever it is, my health will get better. I want my health to get better. I'm here because I want my health to get better, but you're not helping me find the ways to get better. That's all I'm here for. I don't need you to tell me over and over the result. I'm here. I get it. (laughs) Right? Like help me find the things, every step that I can take in order to feel better and whatever my body does, my body does, but I need to feel better and I need to be healthy and I need to live a long, happy life. Help me do that. Yeah. Don't make me feel bad because that's not going to help me do that. hundred percent. And you know, and that's kind of, that's what I, what I wish we could say to a lot of people. Now, when you're talking about, and something, and something occurred to me just as you were talking, Vanessa, the self-discovery and the shame conversation. When I'm when I'm working through some emotion or I'm having some emotion that is the uncomfortable emotions, the anger, the upset, the feelings of betrayal, whatever it is that I'm feeling in those moments, those hard emotions that we quick want to suppress and run away from. I do a visualizations where I add them to the table. Like I lean into them and I accept them for what they are. They're an emotional reaction. And I don't ever want, because they're there to tell me something. It's like, it's the same, like you said, the shame is trying to tell you something. Well, our anger tells us something. Our upset tells us something. Our our happiness, our joy, our love tells us something. It all tells us things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and, and with the same thing as I'm trying to do recently is, you know, really leaning into them and saying, what, what do you have to say for me? Like, what, what is it you're trying to tell me? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I have to wait till after the situation, if that makes sense, like, like wait till, okay, I'm calm and I can really access it. So when I think about shame, it's like, okay, shame, because I don't think many of us are exempt from feeling it. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like somebody in some way, regardless of how your life is good, you felt shame at some point. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, so what if we invite shame to the, to our table of emotions, Mm -hmm. to our round table and to, um, and, and how we feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the, um, you know, for those of you who didn't kind of get the, um, the Brene Brown thing that I was saying, she is, um, she, she, she calls herself a shame researcher, I believe. And, um, it's because it's real and normal and it's something that, um, is part of our range of emotions and studying it for her has been a way to allow people to do exactly that, to be able to say, Hey, you're here. You are here. Why? What are you here to tell me? 
Um, I know that Grace has had this, has given us this information before about, you know, being able to kind of have conversations as if they're people, you know, like, hey, brain, hey, heart, hey, soul, hey, whatever, you know, being able to say, hey, shame, like, you're here, you're normal. Why are you here? How did you get here? What are you pointing at? You know, like, you know, I'm trying to think of a, of a good example of, you know, I guess, you know, I'll give the example that we were kind of talking about because uh, like ahead of this, when we were having our, our pregame, we were talking about financials and me being like, you know, uh, starting the summer with a decent, um, you know, amount of money, enough money that I felt safe and kind of going out <laughs> of the summer without a large chunk of that. <laughs> and also with some... Uh, what seems like a tiny bit of credit card debt to a lot of people to me, because I like my balances at zero, it is a lot. Um, and, and, and feeling a little bit ashamed of that. Like I felt like, like I blew it, you know, and that was important shame. I don't hold on to it. I'm not going to use it to beat myself up. I'm not going to, you know, wallow in it. I'm not going to say that it's a motivator. It's a normal part of this process of discovery of the the cycle or discovery of the um the actions that I've taken discovery of you know what I'd like to do so that I won't feel that in the future right like so I didn't like how that felt and so because of that feeling I started to get deeper into the investigation that was my like red flag that went up right like I feel shame the red flag goes up but that's not my motivator my motivator is the comfort and the safety that I felt when I had the money in the bank. That's my motivator because I'm trying to get back to that. I'm trying to always have that. I'm not always trying to say, hey, Shane, you need to come in here and tell me when things are wrong. Like, I don't always want to learn that way. I know that I will sometimes, but sometimes I'm going to learn by watching somebody's wicked awesome example of something. And I'm going to be like, oh man, that's super cool. I want to do that. Not because I'm shaming myself for not doing that, but because I'm inspired by it. So it's not always going to be there that way. But when it is that way, I feel like when the shame comes in, I'm like, you're, you're working against something that's already there, right? Like there is a belief system in there that has popped up to tell you you're doing something wrong, right? And again, like if I walk up and punch somebody in the face and my belief system comes in to say I'm doing something wrong you know, I'm getting a little bit of a confirmation, like, yeah, you totally, that is not something you should have done. Why'd you do it? Right? Like, I'm still gonna go into why I did it. The shame isn't going to make me 100% change it. It's going to be in that moment going to make me uncomfortable. And the uncomfortable feeling is why am I uncomfortable? Because I have felt like I've done something that is not within my character. It is something that I do not want to have done. And so then, well, why did I do something that I did not want to do? Why do I believe I shouldn't have done that? You know, like there's this whole discovery that comes along with it that is the gold. The gold is not often the first emotion that comes in. The first emotion that comes in is usually the little flag that comes up and says, I have something for you to look at. <laughs> Please look at this, this thing right here. It's much deeper than this, but this is the flag that you will listen to because Maybe some other things you weren't listening to, but you're going to listen to this one and then you're going to dig deep. And that digging deep is where the gold is. And that's the, that's the thing. That's the, that's the part about it. And, and if you haven't listened to Brene Brown, then I, I suggest that you do, you know, just because she's, she's been doing this for a lot longer. So she puts it a lot more eloquently than I just did, but <laughs> Um, it's just really good. Like that's her thing. Like she studies it. So she has a lot of information on it. But when I feel like every time I watch her, I think in my head, like, yeah, like I can let myself off so many hooks. I can let that shame not be like the driving factor. I can let that be the little indicator of like, something's going on here. You have a belief system around this and just let it be that. <laughs> so yeah, like it, it's it's not an easy conversation. It's not something that I feel like can even be summed up like in just the hour that we've been trying to sum it up in. But hopefully, like we're touching on something that makes people curious about digging deeper into this. 
and hopefully <clears throat> you'll be able to when you feel shame to at least go inward and comfort yourself and and give you the comfort that you need in the moment to go for with the ability to go and discover what shame has to tell you in that situation mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll find that oh yeah I don't I shouldn't have done that or we may find that oh I really didn't deserve that shame like I don't mm-hmm. need this this doesn't apply here and you can let it go and move forward but mm-hmm. whatever that is please do your best to come at it from a neutral sense or even a sense of yep it's there it's there to tell me something and I just need to decipher yeah, yeah. I hope you guys have learned something I hope that you know you've maybe sparked you to be like, oh, maybe self-discovery doesn't have to be a shameful thing. Maybe yeah. it can be that I experience the emotions, but know that I, I'm not my emotions. Whatever it is we've sparked in you, we'd love to hear about your progress over on Facebook, Instagram, excuse me, Instagram, any place that you find us, let us know or send us an email at freudsangels at gmail.com. Remember, we're here to help you in our own individual capacities as well as together. So we love you all and we hope that you have a beautiful week ahead and yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.